0: Welcome to Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Bayer and I will be your host. Today's guest is Adam Singer. At the time of this interview, Adam was with Google. He was a Googler and he was an evangelist for Google Analytics. What does that mean exactly? Adam's gonna share with us in this episode and we're gonna talk about measuring what matters when it comes to social media and using Google Analytics to do so. Welcome, Adam. Hi, everybody. So we've almost made it across the finish line. We are in our last week and probably one of the most important weeks. And we have a special guest um, who I'm going to introduce you to. Adam Singer is with us from Google. And Adam is also a graduate of the University of Florida College of Journalism. Hi, Adam.
1: Hi. I'm actually a uh, graduate of the College of Recreation, Parks, and Tourism, but um, I did take some journalism courses. So
0: oh, just okay. to clarify. Okay. That's fine. Um, OK, so Adam, the reason why I picked you is because, besides, you're awesome. But you've done such an awesome job at merging public relations in your career. Public relations, social media, and analytics. And so good of a job that now you've landed a job as your title is what? Google Analytics Evangelist?
1: Um, I'm the analytics advocate at Google. So um, actually, my boss is the analytics evangelist at Google. So. Um, One day, if um, I get promoted, I guess I would have his title, and he'd move on to VP or something.
0: So you're on your way there. We hope. Um, (laughs) And so besides working um, at Google as the analytics advocate, you also um, have an awesome blog. Tell us a little bit about the blog so that we can all follow.
1: Yeah, so I keep a blog on digital marketing called thefeaturebuzz.com. Actually, the reason I got into digital marketing sort of before digital marketing was a thing, was in college, I had to get a part-time job, and so um, I was working at McAllister's Deli briefly in Gainesville, which you guys probably all know. And if, I was also running websites for fun and profit at the same time. Eventually, my websites in college were making more than I could have made working at the deli in, in a month. And so I decided, hey, this is smart, I should keep working on this. And there, wa- there wasn't actually a school at the time to get involved with digital marketing so I had to figure all this out on my own and I was really into hospitality management I wanted to do event production event promotions and you know work in a big hotel chain but then I discovered um, how much of a passion I had for the internet I was always an internet geek it just didn't seem like that was a viable job until after I graduated and so um you know just as a passion of mine I decided to share what I was doing on my own blog which is where the idea for the future buzz came up from
0: awesome so now you're at Google and you're in this hangout with us and so over the weeks of this course we've talked about everything from Facebook to Twitter to Google Plus LinkedIn visual social media and um, the class is social media management so now we're talking about measurement and we've talked on it each week but now um, we really want to hear from you so you know what what why does measurement really matter how do we figure out what data to use and look at and tell us a little bit about Google Analytics
1: sure so there's a lot of questions measurement matters for a lot of reasons first of all is um you won't know how to improve what you're doing in life in business in really anything without getting that data without getting that feedback Um, and so once you know what to improve, then you can report on it uh, as well to stakeholders. You can show your boss how you've um, you know, grown your community 100% this quarter. How you've acquired 50 new leads um, and you know, 20 of them became customers. How you um, were able to get you know, X amount of exposure for, uh, for a product launch for your brand. Um, but you can't do these things if you're not measuring. And so this is really important. Um, I think that if you're in any facet of communications, whether you're going to go into the journalism side and be a publisher, data is really important to understand the success of your stories, as well as how, how your stories are generating revenue for your site. As well as if you're on the brand side, you actually need to use data to understand the success of your product launches, to see what people are talking about, what's actually working with the blog posts and the content you create. So it's important for everyone and understanding um, how you're going to use that data, how you're going to report on it, and to whom is, is also equally important. So, you know, what I like to advise our users, whether they're a small business or a large enterprise user, is um, to start with creating a measurement plan. And so having that plan is important because it's going to indicate um, what you need to measure and how you're going to report on it. and um, Basically, without that plan in place, I'm sorry, I think the light's in this. There we go. So we've got the green energy at Google. The lights go off every <laughs> every hour if you don't move. Um, having that plan is important. So um, I don't know, Lisa, have you gone through some, like, the basic elements of a measurement plan, or do you think it would be helpful to go through that?
0: I think it would be helpful to go through that and then also if you could explain, so you know, you're at Google, Google's a search engine, what does Google have to do with social media?
1: Yeah, Um, so when you're creating a measurement plan, make sure that you start with business objectives. So what is a business objective? That would be something like top line revenue, that would be something that impacts the business, it would be, um, you know, maybe new subscribers to your blog or to your digital newspaper. Or it would be, um, you know, new revenue for an e-commerce company. And even if you're not directly accountable for revenue, you should try and have that as part of your dashboard. And that way, you can show how, you know, the top-line marketing activities that affect KPIs like views to your site or share or social shares or other things Lisa's talked about promoting over the course. How those things actually tie back to revenue and. Google Analytics does a great job of that because we bring together what we call key performance indicators, KPIs, um, together with revenue because different metrics um, that are further up the marketing funnel will roll down to revenue and subscribers and the sort of harder um, return on investment-oriented metrics at the bottom of the funnel. Um, How does Google work with social? Well, that's a great question, Lisa. So everything from us indexing blog posts and tweets um, to, um, you know, your social activities that you engage in can also result in things like media coverage, can result in, um, you know, chatter on social networks, things like that, and we index all of that. And so, you know, the web doesn't really happen in silos. Users don't think to themselves, okay, now I'm using a social network, now I'm using a search engine. It's a fluid experience for them. So, um, as appropriate to our products, um, social is incorporated as part of it. And of course, you know, Google owns some of the most popular social properties on the web, such as YouTube. And um, you know, with the analytics, we integrate with um, several products. For example, in Google Plus, um, in Analytics, we give you some really good detailed metrics as to how content from your site um, is is working on Google+, Plus and how many people are sharing it, and how many people are clicking on links back to your site. So um, we try and integrate our technologies as much as
0: possible. Awesome. So there's so many different types of tools and platforms to choose from that you can get really lost. I mean, Facebook has insights, YouTube has its own set of analytics, we have Google Analytics that we're talking about now, Hootsuite has analytics. Every, you know, How do you piece it all together and how do you really focus on how do you decide what's the most important and what to use
1: yeah that's a great question and um, from an analysis from an analysis perspective you definitely want to have all of your data in one tool so you can have a holistic view of that data because if you have uh, data just in these silos right in bootsuite and you're creating silos between social web and things like CRM data, things like offline conversion data, then you can't really understand that entire customer journey. And so, you know, we offer tools for Google Analytics to be able to connect Google Analytics with Hootsuite, to connect Google Analytics with your offline data. In fact, Google Analytics is now so flexible that you can connect it with um, any offline data source you want. For example, one of our certified partners actually wanted to test, and they just did the surf one, they wanted to see if uh, caffeine intake would impact productivity of their users. And so they have a single-surfing coffee maker in their agency where you have to swipe your employee badge to be able to get coffee. And so they measured when their employees were getting coffee as well as they measured... Um, they have project management software called Basecamp. They measured the usage of that software that their employees used to do their jobs. And so they were able to see that, in fact, for their team, um, the more caffeinated their employees were, the more um, the more productive they were in their Basecamp software. So, you know, if one of our partners is bringing together caffeine intake and they're measuring their employees using a coffee maker, um, you really can measure everything. And that's something that I would challenge you as you go into the world after college, as you get into a business, that you push businesses to break down the organizational silos that they might have and bring that data together because you're just going to get such a more comprehensive view of the customer. Um, Another great example of this is um, imagine a ski resort, okay? And um, when you go to a ski resort, you might buy tickets. You might buy lift tickets online. You might also register to stay in that ski resort's hotel online. And then when you go to the ski resort, um, not only will you buy things at... Um, the resort, such as you know, meals, or you might buy uh, some new skis or something. You'll also use your lift ticket to badge in on a ski lift. And so, if that resort um, is tracking me, has a customer ID associated with me, and they're bringing together the data from their website when I'm actually signing up and buying a lift ticket to using that lift ticket, and then actually, um, you know, staying at the resort and engaging in activities there. They can understand what people really want and they can provide such a better experience when they have data surrounding their users as opposed to imagine another ski resort that's not measuring all of this. So, and they might be, they can market to me better when they have that data. So they might know that, hey, I'm going, I only go to the resort, you know, for one week out of the year, but I use my lift ticket a lot and I'm really an avid skier. That's a signal that they could use, hey, they should be marketing to me more to come back at a different time of year. Maybe I don't realize um, that I can ski in a different season that they have, you know, fake snow pumped in. Um, Just to get you guys thinking, but getting that data is really important. And so um, that's a best practice is definitely bringing together all of your data sources. Thank you, Lisa, for asking that.
0: Yeah, that's an, that's an amazing example, and so we have a lot of public relations, um, they've declared public relations as their specialty in the College of Journalism, and I know being in PR and mixing in social and search, it's still not exactly the norm to have access, if you're a public relations professional, to a company's Google Analytics, so how important is that?
1: Yeah, that's really important, so I've actually written a blog post on this, and I um... I have been with two different public relations firms in my time um, on the agency side before deciding to join uh, the brand side and go and have to Google. And what I, I because I was with an SEO firm before my public relations firms. At the SEO firm, I would write all of the access to um, the different tools that I needed into my agreements with my clients because I couldn't do my job without having access. To the technical side of their website and be able to improve their CMS and you know um, tweak their site to make it faster and things like that. So um, when I got to the PR side, I decided to start writing these things into agreements as well, and, and that worked. And um, you know I think that organizations are are realizing the power of um, giving insights to all of their agencies and all of their teams, not just one. And so that's definitely a challenge you might have to work at as you get into the business world is, you know, there's political issues, right? You have certain teams who don't necessarily want to share access to data. Um, in, in a lot of these cases, it's because, um, I don't think it's always because they have something to hide. I think in a lot of cases they're just afraid, right? That It's something that that's they've sure. always done. They don't necessarily want that taken from them. But I think in, in a really good situation, in like the best possible clients you'll get, Data will be shared freely. It'll be a really good team effort. So certainly, you may have to pick your battles here. You might not be able to get access at all points. But if you can't get access as an admin, ask for user access. So with Google Analytics or with most analytics packages, um, you can still get read access, not necessarily write access to that analytics data. And so at least you can get a dashboard and see hey, you know, here's how many new visitors are coming to the site every day. Here are the top social networks bringing traffic to the site. And at a very high service level, that's just really good data to have and make decisions based off of. So um, pick your battles, but I would say you know, fighting for access to data is really important because, for example, if you take Lisa's um, advice and you create an awesome Twitter chat, right, and it's sending a lot of traffic to your website to blog posts that you might reference in that chat later on as just one tactical idea, if you're not measuring that and taking credit for it then someone else in in a different part of the organization might, and that's not a good thing for you. You want to own your results.
0: That's a perfect example. I'm so glad you used that example. So um, we just have a little bit more time left. I want to hit on a couple more things. Talk to us about mobile and how mobile is fitting into the picture.
1: Yeah, so I think that um, not only, I, I mean, I've read reports from two different sources that say over 70 percent of Americans now have a smartphone so I think the day will come where everyone has one even my mother has a smartphone now right and she's like been afraid of technology so mobile is going to become increasingly important due to, um, well first of all we always have it with us and we're relying on it for news and information in a real-time way but it's also really contextual so um, if I'm getting for example if I'm looking for a pizza place in a city I've never been in and I, I do a query for it or I ask my social network for it, um, I'm going to get results that are really relevant to me right then and there. Um, so, you know, most brands on a go forward are probably going to have mobile apps and if even if it doesn't seem to make sense to have a mobile app, you can get really creative. A great example of this um, is um, who's the, uh, the toilet paper manufacturer? Charmin. Oh has an app called Sitter Squat, right? And what it is, is it's an app which in any city you're in, it will show you the closest public restroom, right? So, it's a brilliant app. I travel a lot, I'm always in different cities, so I've used it to find a public restroom. If Charmin didn't do that, they'd have no business having an app on my phone, but now they have real estate on my home screen. I see them when I actually use my phone on one of my screens. And so that's really creative. As a PR pro, um, start to think like that about how you can create an app and get in front of your users in a way that um, is utilitarian, in a way that matters for them. So I, I think mobile is really important. Also, just on a basic level, if um, you know you're working at a at a company and they have a blog and a website, just make sure that that experience is friendly on smartphones, because there's nothing more frustrating than looking for information while you're on the go. Getting to a site, that's just a really awful experience for you on your mobile device and um, analytics will tell you that. Analytics will tell you how many people are coming to your site right now via mobile device and can help you make a business case if you don't have a mobile site yet to create one.
0: Okay, that's great advice, Adam. So a couple more things. I noticed that um, you help run the Twitter account for Google Analytics and also do you run the um, Google Plus page? I do. Okay, so just wondering what what it's like to run a um, social media, be a social media manager, basically for Google for those accounts, and any insights you can give us.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So I've been advising brands on social since uh, before most brands were on social. I actually, dragged um, several large consumer brands kicking and screaming um, onto the internet. A large quick service restaurant, one of the top ten in the country. I will not name them. They thought that it was a bad idea for them to be on Facebook, so I took it into my own hands to get them on Facebook in 2006, and now they're um, one of the largest brands on Facebook. So, you know, you have to get these people out of their own way with new tools and tactics. I'm sure Lisa's told you about that, how a lot of brands sometimes fear new things. Um, It's a lot of fun for Google, so I've been um, part of the analytics conversation for many years, and so, actually, for the channels that I run for Google, I try and not share uh, so much about us, I try and share the content that our users create. And I try and amplify the voices of the people behind my product that are, that are using it. Not Googlers, but actual practitioners. So that way, I'm incentivizing them to create more content. And also, they're talking about my product in a more genuine way. Um, not that we don't talk in a genuine way, but to our, to our communities, you know, it's like connecting users with other users is really powerful. And so I try and amplify them Um, I try and give a behind the scenes look sometimes as to what our team is doing. I try and humanize Google a little bit, right? So I think um, if you want to follow us on Google Analytics on Twitter and plus Google Analytics, I think we're a great example of a B2B brand in social. We're probably not the same types of updates you would expect from a consumer brand, because a lot of it is very technical, a lot of it is how to use our tools and do your job better. Um, but from a B2B standpoint, if you decide to go to a technology company, I think we're, we're probably a pretty good example to look at.
0: Okay, awesome. So one more question, Adam. So how do you um, advise students to embrace Google Plus from a personal standpoint and from a business standpoint as a social media manager?
1: Yeah, I would um, use Google Plus in a similar way that you're using uh, Twitter and uh, LinkedIn as another social outpost. I still think having your own website and your own blog at the hub of your social strategy is very important because ultimately you control the templates on that site, you control the calls to action, um, you control how it looks, how it's branded, and then use all these other channels ultimately to funnel and drive people back to that experience that you control so that way you know not only you can communicate to them through social but you can also um, you know build your email list, build your blog readership, all of that good stuff as well so um, any new social channel is generally always a new opportunity so look at it like that and if you're already curating content for one channel it shouldn't be too much work to add a new channel to that process
0: okay awesome Adam so do you have any last words of wisdom before we sign off here
1: um, you know, we also have a MOOC, which is a massive open online course. If you really want to dive deep into analytics, um, we'll provide some links to you as a resource. Lisa, we can do that. I can give you a list of links, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, that would
1: be awesome. And so that's that's coursework by Google. We dive into specific areas of analytics. And I would recommend, you know, becoming as data savvy as you can. It's just going to make you um, more valuable as a professional going to go into this space, and it's going to ultimately, I, I think it's going to be important to get you ahead quicker.
0: Okay, Adam, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and if our students want to follow you personally, the best place is at Adam Singer on Twitter. Anywhere else?
1: At Adam Singer on Twitter, uh, plus Adam Singer on Google Analytics. If you have any questions, always feel free to email me directly. I'm adamsinger at google.com. Uh, Feel free to send me a ping with analytics questions or if you're ever in Bay Area and you'd like a tour of Google, I'm always happy to do that for students.
0: Awesome. Thank you. All right, Adam, thanks a lot. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com free.